Hello and welcome to Lifting the Veil podcast. I'm your host, Colin Kyder, and today we are going to be discussing all things Cheltenham Festival as the festival starting in two weeks' time on the 12th. And luckily, today on the podcast, we have semi pro gambler and a man who knows his horses inside out in Jake Mackin. So I can't wait to pick Jake's brain in relation to his talk for the upcoming festival. Uh, you're very welcome on the podcast, Jake. Uh, cheers, Collie. Um, thanks very much for having me on. I enjoyed going on the podcast um, a couple of weeks ago and happy to be here again uh, hopefully looking forward to tipping a few winners oh yeah please God and um, really appreciate you coming on again Jake um, so I, I think the best setup for this podcast is to do day by day so why not start off on the Tuesday um, so I have a few races written down here from feedback from uh, the Instagram poll that I put up so let's start off with the Supreme yeah, uh, Supreme's race, I'm really looking forward to it. It's actually uh, 12th of March, um, it's on the Tuesday, it's actually my birthday, so always through the years I've always had uh, a bit of extra cash to punt, punt away on Cheltenham, yeah. it's my birthday, so um, hopefully get off to a good start anyway. So I recall from the last podcast that I had had you on, uh, you were tipping Angel's Breath uh, anti-post when we were doing our uh, piece on uh, like anti-post gambling so how has it materialised since the last part to now 12 days before the festival um, with Angel's Breath it's kind of been a bit uh, touch and go um, I put him up after he's only raced uh, twice over hurdles and I put him up on after his first race um, when he won at Ascot um, and things kind of haven't really gone to plan since. Um, Nicky Henderson said that he missed a bit of work and then he wasn't able to get to the race course. Um, it was around that time when the equine flu ban was on. Yeah. So he raced um, last Saturday at Kempton um, and finished second when he was sent off odds on. But um, the front two pulled way clear. Southfield Stone won the race and just kind of stole the race from the front. Um, so I definitely wouldn't give up on Angel's breath. Um, he jumped really well. Um, I think he'll come on a bit for that run for for the Supreme in the first race on Tuesday, um, so I'd still I'd still expect him to be there thereabouts. Um, and it's actually worth noting that um, Al Dancer, who's the favourite, um, they share the same owners with Angel's Breath, so um, it's obviously a race that they're trying to win. Yeah, um, um I see actually. So Al Dancer is the favourite, and then Angel Breath is marginally the third favourite uh, with Fakir Duderis at five to one. Is there any, do you have any thoughts on him? Uh, Fakir Duderis uh, is a really interesting horse um, because he bolted up in a juvenile hurdle at Cheltenham, um, I think at the end of January. Um, and JP McManus actually bought Fakir Duderis after that race. Um, so he obviously paid um, a fair few quid for him. Um, and I, I think he goes here. He's also entered in the Triumph Hurdle, but um, JP has another strong hand in Sir Eric. Um, so I imagine Fakir Duderis goes here. Um, and yeah, I'd say he's a strong chance, but um, if I had to have a bet, it'd still be um, Angel's Breath each way. Yeah, 6-1. to one. Um, How many places were say or how many places is on that? See, that's a thing. Another thing worth noting, um, for a lot, like I probably won't have any bets on the Tuesday now. I'll kind of wait till the day. Um, there is still value anti-post for, for races later on in the week, which we'll get on to later. Um, but for especially the Supreme, it's kind of the first race of the festival. There'll be a lot of bookmakers who are looking to be competitive and get business. So you'll probably get, uh, probably you'll definitely get four places each way on the day. And you'll also get, I think I think Paddy Power have already announced that they're doing uh, 
money back if uh, second, third or fourth in the Supreme, I think, like, yeah. capped at 25 or 50 quid. So that's another thing like um, listeners should be aware of is there's it's never been a better time to be a punter at Cheltenham in terms of all the offers you get. Just load up as many accounts as you can and uh, take advantage of all the offers of the different bookmakers because if you do that, you'll definitely come out ahead. Like The value around is just um, it's ridiculous, really. Yeah, and um, do you have any thoughts on, so you have Al Dancer and Angel's Breath from the same yard. Who will be on the horse in the day? Um, it's kind of different in, um, they're not from the same, they're from the same ownership, so it's kind of different. The way um, jockey ship normally works is their jockeys are attached to stables. So um, Nigel Twist and Davies trains Al Dancer, so he'll be ridden by um, his son Sam. And uh, Angel's Breath is trained by Nicky Henderson. He'll be ridden by most likely Nico de Boinville. Okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't really sure about that setup. So today's podcast might be a bit more of a Q and A. I know, definitely. Um, <laughs> always a, a learning experience as well. And like that's another thing. Like for for this podcast, I guess we don't want it to make it like a a big boring session of just um, kind of tipping and no one really knowing what's going on. So um, if we can learn something new along the way as well then yeah. I'm all for it so yeah moving on from the Supreme I think you had that pretty well covered uh, we have the Champ Hurdle and I have obviously a horse that I know lost lost uh, a few weeks ago in Bouvedere um, coming in at 2-1 to one, mar- very marginally ahead of Apples Jade and then Lorena at forwards do you have any thoughts on this festival or will you be on or are you already on anti-post on any horse um, I don't have a bet in the race currently, Colin. Um, I would say I definitely, um, if I had to have a bet now, um, I'd be all over Bouverdere at two to one, and I could see him going off a little bit shorter than the two to one now. Um, I still don't think he gets the credit he deserves. He's going for his third champion hurdle. Um, I know he's beaten at Kempton um, over Christmas, but um, he got back on the winners uh, winning train um, Sandown in February. Um, and I'd be keen to take Apples Jade on at the trip. I know um, she won at Leopardstown um, and she won really well, but that race kind of fell to pieces um, and I'm still not convinced um, two miles is her ideal trip. With Lorena, um, she could be anything really, but um, I think she really, really needs proper soft ground. And um, I, like last year at the festival, it, it was actually really, really soft ground and she bolted up. Um, in the in the mayor's novice but um like the mayor's novice compared to a champion hurdle it's a massive 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 step up um and if she doesn't get the ideal conditions which i don't think she will um she should definitely be taken on so yeah boover there going for his third champion hurdle is definitely the one i'd like to be with um nikki henderson has won seven champion hurdles um and the favorites have a great record in the race five of the last eight favorites have won so um Bouverdere will do for me. Did his value slip out after that loss in Kempton? Oh yeah, he's pushed out massively. Um, like this, this horse, like he's, I've never seen a horse go quicker from A to B over a hurdle. Like he's, he's absolutely electric. Um, and um, yeah, like he, he should beat these really. So the third uh, race on the on the Tuesday that we're going to look at is the Mare's Hurdle. So uh, yeah, we have Benny Dudu. Yeah, Benny Dudu coming in at five to four. Lorena at fives and Apple Jade at eleven two is the reason why there's Lorena and Apple Jade as well as 
the champion hurdle is there is it still very speculated on what on what race they're going to run it yeah exactly ish and uh, basically most of the prizes um bookmakers have up now they're all kind of not non-runner no bet so um if say you back apples jade for the mares or you back lorena for the mares and they don't run in the mares they'll just give your money back and this race is going to cut up a bit um she's five to four now that'll kind of be uh short enough for me um i think it's really his only favorite at the festival he uh, hasn't had um the best year by his standards but um and Benny DeGier hasn't run this season. Um, she hasn't run since Punchestown last year, where she uh, she won the uh, Mayor's Champion Hurdle. But um, at 5-4, to four, even money, I'd kind of uh, be happy enough to leave her. And I'm actually going to put up for our first anti-post bet here, um, Roxana, trained by Dan Skelton. Um, this is definitely her confirmed target. She's 10-1 now. I think with uh, Apples, Jade and Lorena definitely not running here, she could nearly go off second favourite around 5-1. to one. Um, So if you if we go each way now and she finishes in the frame, we're nearly doubling her money, and that's good enough for me. Probably my only anti-post bet on day one of the festival. Brilliant. Um also, sorry, I know you made reference to William Mullins. Uh, in terms of, is do Paddy do like trainers of the festival? Yeah, you can yeah. do. There's there's a market for um, top trainer um, and top jockey. The prices are kind of a little bit skewed though. Um, I can just get the prices up here if you bear with me. Basically, uh, three six five have the market up. Ruby Walsh is favoured for top jockey at five to two. Barry Gerdy at three to one. Davy Russell at five to one. Jack Kennedy at six to one. Then if you look at the top trainer market, Gordon Elliott favoured at eleven to eight, Nicky Henderson at seven to four, and Willie Mullins at three to one. The thing with Elliott is he uses a lot of different jockeys, so you'd have Russell, he'd have a mix between Davy Russell and Jack Kennedy. Um whereas Willie'd kind of just use Ruby Walsh and Paul Townend. Um I think Elliott has one of the strongest uh string string of horses he's ever sending over. So he definitely would bet a uh, top trainer. And if you can also get a market on uh, J.P. McManus, top owner, or over five or six winners, um, he is absolutely stacked this year. If you think of all the novice hurdlers he has, um, and then you combine that with his usual three or four in every single handicap, and then uh, on top of that, you've got the usual kind of cross country and fox hunters. It's uh, yeah, no, he's well stacked, all right. So yeah, move on to the Wednesday. Um. Starting off with the RSA, so I see the opening odds are Santini, um, followed marginally by Delta Work, uh, second five, and then top of the game at fives. So I know I have have this race asterisk down, so I know it's a race that you wanted to address on the pod, so go at it. Yeah, um, I still think Delta Work is value at kind of uh, 10 to 3, 3 to 1 now, um, and it's a race um, that's the horses kind of at the front end of the market they're nearly certain to go off shorter because if you look at the race there's a lot of a lot of horses in here that aren't going to run um okay carl he's going to go for the four miler um champagne classic four miler this could really cut up there's only going to be kind of seven or eight runners and if you're looking at the prices now delta get three to one what's he going to be on the day if someone asked me i'd say 13 dates seven to four um, there's rumours going around that Santini's um, had a bit of a setback as well um, and all the money in the last kind of week or so has been for Delta work um, he's the biggest bet I've put on for the festival um, and I'd still encourage people to get stuck in at 10 to 3 if they can get it I know this is one of your big anti-pope bets that you have at the moment and uh, in the champion chase 
So uh, obviously the go to Altior. Can you see anyone like anything past Altior for this? He should be really, really hard to beat. I mean, he's one of my favourite horses in training, and I'm sure um, a lot of people will share that view. Um, he's unbeaten over fence. He's won the Cheltenham a handful of times before. Um, the only thing I would say is that um, there's not really that much pace in the race, as in Special Tiara it was kind of a stalwart horse who would normally just run out like a head case and set it up for a, for a closer, which would be Altior, but uh, he passed away earlier on the year, so there's not really a, a horse that's going to guarantee to make the running, which could make the race uh, a bit messy t- uh, tactics-wise. Um, having said that, though, Altior is head and shoulders above these um, and he's probably going to scare a lot of the other competition away um, like main footpad they're both um, heavily backed for the Ryanair which is the race over two and a half miles as opposed to going here which is the race over two miles so yeah um, Altior um, should be um, the banker of the week but um, he's plenty short now at two to five and he's not going to go off that much shorter on the day so um, yeah cheering on an Altior win but um couldn't recommend going in at the prices that he is now. Yeah, um, four to nine. Could uh, you see him going shorter? Yeah. Ah, uh, like on the day, if there's only a handful of runners, if there's only six or seven runners, um, you could see him maybe threes on two to seven, something like that. But um, again, um, there's definitely uh way better value elsewhere. I'm sorry, I see. Uh, just on the Wednesday, a horse that won me some money last year with Tiger Roll. Uh, in the Grand National last year at Aintree I remember I had a few quid on him but he's 11 to 10 for the cross country chase so is that like a, a four miler like the Grand National or? Um, yeah the cross country chase um, it's a race he's uh, he's won before um, yeah, it's, it's nearly over four miles it's over three three miles six furlong so basically uh, basically four miles um, I rarely rarely punted on the race um, just it's it, it's a completely different uh, completely different spectacle though um, it's really entertaining to watch um, he won the race last year and then he went on to win the Grand National um, and then this season he was kind of only going out for a little prep run to get ready in uh, in the Boyne Hurdle it's a grade 2 over 2.5 miles um, and he bolted up at 25 to 1 um, which that form compared to the other horses in this is head and shoulders above these um, and then when you think I think Gordon Elliott said after the race that Tiger Roll was only 75% fit and he'd come on plenty for the run um, he, yeah, he looks like one of the one of the Irish bankers of the week um, but um, still kind of short enough at 5-4 to four, and um, I still think Delta works definitely better value on the Wednesday at the prices but um, Tiger Roll certainly one of the Irish bankers yeah okay so moving on to the Thursday up the Ryanair could be probably one of the best races of the week because you've got other horses like Frodon, Top Notch, Undersow, waiting, waiting patiently. So it probably will be the 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 best race of the, of the week, and that's kind of why you're getting Monley at five to one. Um, again, if I if I was forced to have a bet now, Monley would be the selection. Um, he's run well at Cheltenham in the past. Um, won um mid Feb um in Goran Park, won well. Beat Annabelle Fly, um beat Kalul Vic. That's solid enough form. Um, it was a, it was. De- decent race and um, yeah he looks rock solid and in terms of uh, like the turf on the day do you, do you see that as that being a huge uh, variable in this uh, Ryanair chase yeah well Monley's kind of best form um, it is generally when there's a bit of juice in the ground when there's a bit of rain 
Um, I think the forecast is there's meant to be a, a, a little bit of dig in the ground, a little bit of rain, and that's probably something we haven't really touched on. Um, like the horses I've kind of chatted about earlier, like Delta, where just, just good to soft would be fine. Um, and that, that's another thing, like all the horses we are kind of looking at here, we were they do handle the condition the predicted conditions um and that's something that definitely is worth worth uh, taking into account yeah how much of an impact will that be for the festival oh it's huge it's huge you know you have to pick uh pick horses that um will, will, will handle the conditions yeah yeah okay uh just to touch on uh then the stayers hurdle i see paisley park um at two to one can you see past him on the day or I can see past uh, Paisley Park. Um, he's kind of the the second banker I have. Another large bet has been put on. Uh, you'll be happy to know. <laughs> so Delta Works kind of the first one, um, and Paisley Park is is the second. This horse has just uh, improved leaps and bounds um, over staying trips. He only started running over kind of three miles um, in November. He's unbeaten um, over three miles. Um, like we touched on earlier, he is kind of ground versatile. Um, good to soft would be fine. He has one over soft. A little bit of juice is exactly what we want. Um, and yeah, now he's just um, he looks proper bomb proof. Similar to Altior though, um, with the the pace scenario, there's not really um, a whole lot in here that is guaranteed to to make the running, um, which could be an issue because Pacey Park's kind of a hold of horse who um, is kind of ridden for a, a turn of foot at the end. And if you're going off a slow pace, the leaders can kind of just steal a few lengths, yeah. Um, which isn't ideal for a hold-up horse, but he's by far the best one in this. Um, and yeah, my second kind of banker of the meeting. Yeah, okay. Um, so on to the Friday. Obviously, the last day of the festival, uh, there'll be a lot of sad punters as Cheltenham is drawn to a close for another year. So starting off with the Triumph, um, I see Sir Eric, which interestingly enough... Uh, at six to five, one of uh, my mates from work got me to uh, throw on a uh, throw on an anti post vest on him, because uh, Paddy Goatstein were doing an enhanced on him. Oh yeah, um, they always do that. Yeah, um, it's capped at a hundred quid, but it's still. Um, it was he was seven to four. It's still massive value. You're getting eleven to ten or even money or six to five, eight to seven to four. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing as well, when you kind of put those bets on, you nearly forget you've put the money on. So when you win, you collect. You're going, and it's nearly like you're just you're just kind of withdrawn from the ATM. Yeah, it's just sitting. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, there. So Eric is into six to five now, but with uh, Kale Dustin and uh, at eight, and then Fakir Duderis, which I know you touched on earlier. Why are they so? I was like second and third favorites, um, respectively. Why are they so? Big. Why are their odds so so big in comparison? Because I know that obviously Sir Eric is six to five, but would he, would he not be a good bit shorter if? Kel Dustin and Fakir. That's the thing. There's a big kind of debate in the office going on. What price will Sir Eric start off? Some people are saying he could go as short as four to five or four to six. Other people are saying he'd be maybe go off six to four, seven to four. Um, I say he'll go off maybe just a shade of odds on. Um, especially if uh, Fakir Duderis goes to uh, the Supreme on the first day, which we think we he will. Like yeah, no, like Sir Eric's form. Um, if you're looking at kind of the stats. Five of the last seven winners finished um, in that race in February at Leopardstown, which he won. Um, five of the last seven have finished in the first four and that. Like, it's just a really, really good form endorsement. Um, and uh, with JP having such a strong hand, like, he just, he looks, he nearly looks bank-approved. One thing I would say, though, I don't know if um, you or any of the other guys who listen to this listen to the Final Furlan podcast, but, like, 
Kevin Blake and all the lads are having a good laugh saying that Sererk is an absolute good thing. But um, Harry Derham, who's Paul Nichols, um, he's the assistant assistant trainer there. He interrupted them and was just like, "Oh, uh, Pick Dory, the French horse, um, is going very nicely," or something to that effect. Um, and the vibe seemed to be very good on him. Um, I think he's twelve to one there. I'm not sure if you if you've the prices up there, but um, he could be um, a little sneaky one each way, especially yeah. if uh, JP's other horse goes to the Supreme because the race will cut up a little bit. So yeah, no, Sir Eric does look um, kind of banker material. I haven't backed him personally, but I think he will. Um, he will go off a little bit shorter than uh, even money. But um, definitely that Paul Paul Nichols horse is interesting each way. Depending between now and then. Mount, 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 you, 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 like you, for for the specials that uh, run, like you, 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 that with the trying, like you'd expect to get four places. But with, with someone like someone will do four places on the trying. Yeah. If he comes in, in in the place money, you're you're nearly doubling your money. You know. Yeah. So that just kind of hammer that home that just shop around for different bookmakers offers open as many accounts as you can and just literally take them for a ride because the offer is there and just just give it a go like yeah uh yeah it's just get depositing i guess yeah, exactly um the most anticipated race every year is obviously the cheltenham gold cup so you've Cl- uh, clan des Ovo at four is presenting percy who uh i made for more tips and forced me to go on there a few weeks ago uh, which I'm very grateful for because he won easy and Native River at sixes um, who are you on? I actually put a decent bet on uh, presenting Percy similar to most people after um, that uh, impressive comeback one in, in uh, Goran Park the other, uh, it's probably a while ago now um, he hasn't had a run since though is, is the only concern um, and um, to be the bare bad news I suppose no winner in the last 30 years has won the Gold Cup without a previous chase run that season, which would um, present a person who'd fall into that category. Yeah. But um, stats are there to be broken, as they say. It was interesting. Johnny War put up a photo. Um, I know he's probably one of my favourite kind of horse racing journalists. Um, it was during the week that um, there was a picture um, at Galway Racetrack and the fences were turned the opposite way around and there was a bit of dig in the ground. And Johnny's like, why are, why are the fences the other way around or whatever? And then uh, Galway Racetrack put up uh, photos today of presenting Percy and Maldini schooling around uh, Galway Racetrack today. Oh, yeah? And they turn the fences around because if you think of it, the way Galway is, it's uh, it's a right-handed track. So the finish would be, I don't know, the way, best way to explain it, you'd finish the opposite way to the way you would at Leopardstown. Yeah. And Cheltenham's um, the same way as Leopardstown as well. It's a left-handed track. So fair play to go away racetrack. They moved their fences the other way around. So presenting Percy could school left-handed and get the get the best preparation he needs, which is uh, definitely something I'm, I'm happy to hear about. The other horses in it, uh, Clan de Zobo um, is 7-2. I, 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 th- I still think Percy, even though he hasn't had that prep run, I still think he'll probably start favourite. The Irish factor and like Ireland are favourite for the Presbury Cup, which is... Um, um, to have more winners in the UK and if Ireland have a good kind of first three days you could see all the Irish punters lumping on presenting Percy um, and yeah no I definitely hope he wins Native River won the Gold Cup last year and he looks like he's lining up again um, but last year like we said earlier it was on really really testing soft ground demanding conditions and um, this should be a different test where whereas presenting Percy and Clan de Zobo as well I suppose they have a bit more pace in them and I think Native River could get done for a bit of toe maybe um, so yeah no, definitely uh, presenting Percy being my selection yeah now just hopefully he gets there in one piece now um, 
and does the business yeah one horse I just want to touch on I see him I um, I see him in that race and I know he was bulletproof there for a while uh, 16 to 1 Tesla crack um, no like it wouldn't, he's, he's, he's probably not as good as he was like he's had a lot of injury setbacks and stuff I actually backed him um, for the King George and um, went back to him at 8 to 1 and he came there swinging and clanned his elbows actually the horse that beat him he beat him a length and a half um, but like turning in Tesla crack looked, looked the winner the King George has run over kind of um, three miles as well but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Kempton it's a kind of a very flat track so um, it's it's very demanding to the Gold Cup, which is over uh, three miles and two furlongs, which is even more of a, a demanding test. And if you watch Tissa Crack when he goes through his races, he kind of he takes a bit of a tug. He's really enthusiastic, and when you're when you're doing that, you're kind of just wasting energy. So it makes it a little bit harder to get uh, get the extra distance. But no, like he he could make a case from um, each way. Each way at sixteens, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And. Last week, uh, I put up an Instagram story off for the podcast page asking if there's any questions that the followers want uh, to ask you. So, starting off, number one, I have them written down here. Who is your banker for the festival? Uh, we've already kind of, might like the main bankers are uh, Delta Work and Paisley Park for me. Um, maybe some things we haven't touched on. Um, in the Fox Hunters, I don't know. Um, that's the race on the fr- on the Friday as well. And um, there's a horse called Cad de Burley. Twenties. He's twenties. Um, with a few firms, yeah. Uh, Paddy Power are twelves, which is like when you see Powers are twelves, and there's kind of big parties. But you're wondering, like, have they laid a bet? They they normally do take a, maybe they are they taking a bit of an opinion there or something, which uh, bodes well for me. Um, I think Cad de Burley is. We're talking about bankers, and I think he's one of the best each way bets of the festival. You're taking a small gamble, I suppose, on the on the well-being of the horse uh, because he hasn't ran since um, he won the Fox Hunters Chase at the Pontchartrain Festival last year, um, and he just absolutely bolted up. Um, I backed him in this race last year where he finished fifth, but um, things didn't really go to plan. Like I said before, the rate the ground at Cheltenham last year was really kind of soft, really really soft ground. This fella, he just kind of he wants a little bit of rain, but not too much. Um, he got a poor ride on the inside. I was actually watching the race back last night. He's the only horse who kind of raced on the inside to be there at the finish. The best place to be that day was kind of towards the middle of the track where the where the better ground was. Yeah. So he kind of forfeited um, a lot of ground um, and still finished fifth. It looked like he was going to finish in, in a place turning in. But um, yeah, no, he's a bit unlucky. So yeah, the horse, he's been entered in um, a few races in the last few weeks. Again, similar to Angel's Breath when the Eckline flu was on, so he couldn't run. Yeah. And then he was entered last Wednesday um, in a race in uh, Wincanton, I think. But he didn't show up. But the race is won by a horse called Monster Gibraltar, who also is also trained by Rose Lockton, the same as Cad de Berlay. So I assume just the plan is to go straight there. And yeah, I think Will Biddick rides as well. He's one of the good kind of amateur uh, amateur riders in England. Um, so yeah, no, 20 to 1 is definitely um, definitely probably the best each way bet for me. Okay, so question number two. Uh, best handicapped horse in your opinion? Best handicapped horse in my opinion. Um, tricky. Um, I'll probably go. There's a horse, um, Dallas Depicto. He's kind of 6 7 to 1 favourite for the Martin Pipe. Gordon Elliott loves to win the race because um, he used to uh, work in Martin Pipe's yard when he was younger. So it's a race he loves to win. Um, Giggins Hen have a, a cracking record in it. They've won four of the last eight. Elliott said in his quote earlier in the week that uh, Martin Pipe's the plan for Dallas Depicto. It's a race I always try to win, and he'll be one of the five or six runners for me. 
he has a mark of 141 in England and that'll get him in lovely um, I've actually backed him for that at 7-1 to one. Um, I'm hoping that Uridel Uridel's currently the second favourite at 8-1 to one. I'm hoping he goes for the Carl Cup um, because if he goes for if he goes for the Carl Cup then Honeysuckle at 16 she's going to go for the Mayor's Novice um, the race could cut up a bit and I could see Dallas to Picton going off maybe 4-1 to one or something so there is a little bit of juice in the price it's 6 or 7-1 that's available but the best handicap horse I don't know a uh, bit of a cliff horse for me is Course Sublime I don't know if you know him he's owned by uh, Chris Jones um, races in those kind of uh, purple and uh, purple and white colours okay um, but like one thing I find it, it's always good to excuse um, excuse bad runs um, course sublime was he, he really could be um unbeaten like he was narrowly beaten on um on his day on his hurdles day for elliot then he went to leopardstown at christmas backed him at four to one he fell at the last he would have won two lengths um and then last time um he was sent off two to one against dramaco and he came back he scoped badly i think he's 50 50 to go to Cheltenham, but he'd been given a mark of 132 and if he get, get goes to the Fred Winter off 122, there's no way he should be kind of 14, 16 to 1. So he'd definitely be um, the best handicapped horse. Talking to connections and finding out with connections, he's really 50-50 to make it to the festival after scoping badly the last day. So um, it's just one I'm going to have to kind of watch and brief. But um, if he does show up, he'll either go to the Fred Winter or the Triumph Hurdle on the Friday. Serer could be very hard to beat in the Triumph, but um, of course, Brian could be in, in each way bet there. But I have a feeling if he makes it to Cheltenham, he'll go to the Fred Winter and uh, he'll definitely be a bet um, at 14 to 1 or whatever he is. On to the final question I have here is which of the favourites do, do you believe have the worst chance? Uh, so who who's going to go off short isn't winning, in your opinion? Um, there's a horse, uh, Epitante, um, in the Mare's Novice, which is uh, one of the later races on the on the Thursday. She's only raced twice. She raced at Kempton uh, and bolted up, and then she raced there last week um, and was sent off one to six and bolted up again. Um, but she she was sent off one to six, and the bookies caught her from six to one to five to two or two to one favorite for the mayor's novice on, on the Thursday. Um, she looks way too short in what she's achieved. She's only had the two runs over hurdles. Um, so on the mayor's novice, the horse I think um is good value now at four to one. Um, this honeysuckle, um, she's a little bit more battle hardened. She's had plenty of racing. I think if she was trained by Willie Mullins or Nikki Henderson, she'd be odds on she strolled a grade three winning by six lengths um written by rachel blackmore who'll probably be the irish champion jockey um and i just think her form is wet, head and shoulders above what um epitante's achieved um and like i said if she was with maybe better connections um she'd be half the price you know i guess it's from a betting point of view it's uh obviously staying away from the poor trainers or whatever but finding finding the trainers that um, don't necessarily have a big reputation, but you know, they could have a big reputation. Just the kind of lads who are achieving more than they're getting credit for, I guess. And yeah. uh, Henry de Bromhead is definitely one of those. Like I, like I said, I think Honeysuckle's a cracking bet at the prices. Anything else to add for, say, a novice or someone who uh, is only getting into horse racing, going into a festival that you've learned over the years in terms of punting? Um, yeah definitely uh, don't chase so if you lose uh, lose a bet in a race don't go in on the next one just for the sake of it um, there's 
plenty of value out there especially around Cheltenham for the festival in theory like it should be difficult if you have your head screen on it should be difficult enough to uh to lose money just simply because there's so many offers out there you're getting money back if you finish second or third in some races you're getting extra each way terms bookmakers are looking for business for for you to sign on for after cheltenham so um if you just have your head screwed on it um, you should it should be uh, a prosperous few days hopefully yeah that's one thing that i uh, I, I was definitely guilty of in terms of uh like only in the past two years have i properly bet on cheltenham but definitely like hopping on the next like race just, on, like, just for the crack of it, kinda, yeah, yeah just because like even if you'd be watching on tv you'd be like yeah. oh fuck it i'm not like ours but know, have, like have your bets set in stone for the week almost it's easily done yeah no i definitely definitely especially if you're going over there to the lads who are going over there um it could be expensive time at the best of times but if you're if you're fucking betting you lose a couple of hundred quid in the day and then you're on the beer and then you're trying to change it's just messy so especially if you're going over there have your bets kind of done and in your account and then you don't have to worry about everything your business is done you can just go off and enjoy yourself then and um, but yeah now if you're chasing the you can get into serious trouble all right 200 quid becomes half a k towards a k pretty quickly so yeah, yeah definitely advice um just have your head screwed on yeah, yeah. just don't lose the head um thanks William, for coming on i'm looking forward to a free paddy's weekend on the points please god um, with these tips yeah. and uh, let's go enjoy our Saturday night yeah no worries Colm thanks again for having me on um, hopefully be on the pod again soon there's always kind of something to keep us busy where it's Six Nations rugby yeah. super rugby Cheltenham um, Champions so, yeah, Cup coming back soon Champions Cup yeah no can't wait for that so um, yeah no happy to be on again and hopefully be on again soon yeah yeah no you will be uh, you never know we might have something in the works uh you're, you're always a du- uh, like a duet pod you're always could... planning something big things coming soon yeah yeah, yeah. that kind of crack yeah <laughs> that caption it's been used too much but anyway for all on the 12th I guess um, yeah. thanks very much for listening uh, to my loyal following and uh, have a good Cheltenham festival I'll see you soon